All right. So very, um, very quickly, one of the things that we've been saying for some weeks now, I'll just pick that up and then we'll run and then I will try link it to the thought that I began to share with us, I think two, two weeks ago now on, um, on following, but would, would get to that. So one of the things that we've been learning, um, we've been looking at that scripture that says that if any man, um, puts his hand on the plow and does what and looks back, what does, what did Jesus say? He said he's not fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, I want to beg you, please stay with me. Please call it back. Now, wherever you have journeyed to after the service, while you are still here, please call yourself. Call yourself back. Amen. Think about it now. It doesn't make any sense. You are here early and your mind is not here. The person still sleeping at home is better than you. Amen. Amen. So please, wherever your mind is, please just call it back. It's too early to be thinking about food. It's too early to be thinking about soccer. Whatever your, your, because some of us are just looking, but we're gone. Amen. Amen. And one of the ways you know, if we just call some of you now suddenly, the way you will jolt, it's like you just jolt back to to reality and you'll be so shocked. And I say, what did I say last? And then you are just looking. Amen. So, So please, let's be here. So, it says, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. So, of course, it's a whole um, body of, body of pastor has been helping us to, helping us to unpack. But there's something I want to bring out from here. As you walk with God, as you do life, you must somehow come to the realization that God, God does not have his way automatically. God does not have his way in the human heart automatically. God does not have his way in the earth automatically. Amen. Hallelujah. In fact, that's the whole idea, and that's the whole concept of of kingdom. We know that kingdom means God's rule and God's reign. So this is the only way that God will have His way. I don't know if you've if you've thought about this before, but God, even in your life, God does not automatically. Have his way. Amen. 
There are many things he has told us to do that we're still, we're still struggling with him. Hallelujah. Yesterday we're talking about putting God, putting God first. And one of the things that will help you to put God first is to come to that place where you know and you appreciate that God's way is the only way. It's not just a, it's not just a suggestion. It's the only way. Amen. Amen. This is so important. Jesus said, some people are not fit for the kingdom of God. So that's the first point that I want to make. God does not have his way. This great God, this mighty God, he does not have his way automatically. If you go to second, if you read second Thessalonians chapter three, Paul um, began to tell the church there that they should pray for them. And there were two prayers that Paul said they should pray for them. It says that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. That it should have free course. It should have the kind of access it is supposed to have and be glorified just as it is with you. And then the second one, it says that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. It says for all men have, do not have faith. Amen. That word unreasonable, it's very, very, very interesting. So I said one of the ways that we would, one of the things that will help you put God first is to appreciate that his way is the only way. His way is better. Not better, but for want of a better word, it's better than your own way. Amen. And then the Bible here talks about unreasonable men. Who is an unreasonable person? And I'm sure you know there are children of God that are unreasonable. Not every child of God is reasonable. Amen. Fundamentally, when you are stuck in your ways, when you are, when you are set in your ways, you are Amen. Hallelujah. Are you okay now, sir? Okay. Amen. So, please let's put our phones on on silent. After now, it won't be it won't be a mistake. So you won't be the first. You know, we've been talking about sending some some people out from church for some time, but you've not really seen it practically. So please don't be the first, the first person that we will send out. Amen. So he says that we may, that the word of God would have free course or run swiftly and that we may be delivered from wicked and unreasonable men. Amen. When you are stuck in your ways, you are 
unreasonable. What is the whole confusion that we are seeing today? People don't really believe that God's way, God's way is the only way. They, even if, even if they are singing that they choose the way of the Lord, that's the most annoying one. You are singing that song, but you are behaving totally opposite from what you are, what you are singing. Amen. So the first point, God doesn't have his way automatically. And this is the essence of all the kingdom conversations that we have. Do you understand? It's not, kingdom is not the message that is reigning now. Amen. It's not the latest message. It's not what you share or teach or preach to show that you are on the cutting edge. Amen. Hallelujah. Believe it or not, there are people like that. Something is just, everybody, they just jump on it. And then they begin to talk about it. But they really don't, they don't even understand what it is. Talk less of believing it. So when we are talking about being fit for the kingdom, it's not that it is the latest message. But we are saying it is the only way that God will get to us. And it's the way that God will get to this world. And you want to be fit for that. Amen. Amen. So God's way, we must choose God's way. It will always help you to put God, to put God first. To talk about, I still want to talk about following, but I just want to lay this quickly in the time that we have. Do you follow me up to this point? Amen. And it's something that you need to keep praying, you need to keep trusting God. You need to be someone that God is you need to ensure that as you are following this God, you are not having it your way all the time. Amen. One of the one of the saddest things that someone can ever say to you is especially if that person is if you consider that person an oversight over your life is have it your way amen you know by the time that person tells you have it your way you're already you're already going amen and if you have any if you still have any bit of spiritual sense you will do the needful to retrace your steps. Amen. There is nothing joyful about having it your way all the time. You know, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is what? Destruction. Many times when you see that word destruction, your mind goes to Big, big things. But let's just speak simple English. What does it mean to destroy? One of the means to, one of the meanings of the word destruction is to, um, disintegrate. Amen. It means that that thing is, is scattered. 
And there are many of God's people that are constantly broken. They will never be whole because they are, they are always having it their way. Amen. Amen. This is, do you know that what you call a burden is just something that is on the mind of God that he has somehow transferred it to you if you come close enough. Amen. That's what a burden is. And you know that, I think it was PK that put it, or I think it was PK and many years ago and he said, we're not the only ones that have problems. That God has problems too. Amen. In that context. Let me ask you now, between your problem and God's problem, which one do you think is bigger? Amen. This one, don't answer in your heart. Answer me now. Which one do you think is bigger? Amen. Amen. You know, your, what you call a problem is not really, it's not really a problem. Amen. I know some of you have real problems. Amen. I'm not speaking down. If some of you don't even know your problems. Amen. So there are real problems. But between your problem and God's problem, God's problem is bigger. And one of the greatest um, problems of God is that he doesn't have his way all the time. Amen. Do you understand this? Do you know that God... Do you know that God does not have his way? Do you know that God does not have his way in every church? Thought about this. God does not have his way where? In every church. Because there's the assumption, oh, his church is the house of God. But if you come close enough, he is just, is like, they're just doing their own thing, and then he just carries a chair, and he's just sitting down there looking at them, completely uninterested. Those ones still have hope. At least he's still sitting down. The day they have his time, they can call him. Some other times he walks out totally. Amen. So God doesn't have his way in every church. And this is the whole essence of kingdom, the rule, the reign of God. So when the Bible says some not for the kingdom, you want to pay attention to it very, very well. Hallelujah. Because this is the only way that God will reign. This is the only way that this gospel spread. This is the only way that God will truly be glorified. Hallelujah. So please don't be unreasonable. You know when James was telling us about, in James chapter 3, he was telling us about the, the features of the wisdom that is from above. He, he tried to make a distinction. He made a distinction between the wisdom, earthly wisdom, and then divine wisdom. Let's, let's read James chapter 3. Don't be unreasonable. 
Let's go further down. The part that talks about the wisdom. Hope is James 3. The, the verse is down. Is it one? I think it's three. Or someone that is there can read for us. Okay, 317. Okay, let's, let's back up to verse 16 first. 15. 14. Okay, 13. Okay. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, Confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first what? Pure. Then peaceable. Gentle. Willing to what? Willing to yield. Full of mercy and good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be unreasonable. Let God have his way. Let me tell you the reasons why God should have his way. I don't know I don't know how you meditate. I don't know how you listen to the word, but I believe that every conversation that we have here, Saturdays, Sundays, Wednesdays, should get you thinking. Not thinking in hopelessness, but thinking just about the beauty of God and how you can prosper in these things that are being shared. There is a whole economy of divine things. There is a way divine things move from one person to the other person in the world, in the world of God. And when we are, when we are stuck in our ways, you, you stop that flow. Either from coming to you or coming to a, a community or coming to wherever God intends to reach. Do you understand this? Because we're going to talk about following and I'm going to pick an element in following, which is a word that many people are not very comfortable with. And that word is submission. Amen. Amen. Your soul must get comfortable with that word, submission. Amen. Amen. Whether it's in marriage, whether it's in a house, whatever, whatever, 
whatever context, your soul must get comfortable with that. But God must, God must have his way. There is a world of, of divine things. Paul said, if we have, if we have sown to you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we reap what? Material things. So there are spiritual things and then there are material things. And one of the ways that God, one of the reasons God must constantly have it his way is that those things can flow the way that they are supposed to flow. Hallelujah. Do you understand this? And not fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. You must, for example, you must cut your ego to size so that you can be fit for the kingdom of God. Some people, their only problem in this life is their ego. Their ego is as big as this building and they cannot enter. They cannot enter the places that God will have them. how many people are led do you know how many people are led by their ego amen do you know how many people make decisions by their ego you are not fit for the kingdom you are not fit for the kingdom of God many people cannot relate with their pastor the way they are supposed to because of their of their ego. Amen. And if you are serious about transacting in divine things, then whatever is not making you fit for the kingdom of God either has to go or has to be cut to size. Amen. And it's better you, you do it yourself than God, than God does it for you. Hallelujah. Before I get to um, the, the the main point, which is following, I want to make I want to make another point. In Romans chapter five, I can't remember the verse, but the Bible says that where sin abounds or abounded, grace. Abounds how? Much more. Amen. I don't know how you see that scripture, but that scripture is, is powerful. Of course, we're in the last days. All kinds of madness is going on. A lot of things are happening. That word where sin abounded, you can, for me, it's a summary of all of the enemy's activities on the earth today. Amen. Amen. But then he says that after we have summarized all of Satan's activities today, then God is just starting. And then he says, grace abounds 
much more. You know, the word abound alone, and I've shared this before, if Paul just said grace abounds, it would have been enough. Because abound already talks about abundance. So he's telling you, it's, it's kind of abundance, abundance, abundance. You get, it's abundance raised to power, whatever. You understand? That tells me that I can always be in a position where I am constantly supplied, supplied grace, power, divine things. I just, there's a transmission uninterrupted so that you can be everything that God wants you to be. Amen. That's how I look at that scripture. Where sin abounds or abounded, grace abounds much more. It means that there is no, there's really no excuse not to be fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Anything that you call an excuse is really not an excuse because grace abounds. So the question is, if grace abounds, how come we are not seeing that transmission in everybody's life that says that they are children of God? Something has gone wrong somewhere. And that was why I began by telling us that don't be an unreasonable person. Don't be someone that is always having it your way. Amen. Amen. You see, one of the things that you should be sure of as you are walking with God, as you are suffering for Christ, you know it's not poverty and sickness, denial. As you are doing all of that, grace. You will be a person of grace. You will be a, a very, very gracious person. Many people are not gracious. Amen. Many people are not gracious. But God wants you to be a gracious, gracious person. So there is a way you can arrange your life to constantly enjoy the grace of God. Again, grace is not the reigning message. It's not the latest message. You will always need grace. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is grace. Amen. Amen. That is grace. Everything that God will have you do. But I don't, I don't know if I'm communicating this well enough, but there is an economy of divine things that you should be rich in, that you should not be lacking in. And this is the first point when we talk about submission. Submission is taking the divinely ordered place in a relationship. What makes that thing submit? The moment, So from today, anytime that word submission comes to your mind, immediately think divine. Submission divine. It's always 
It's always connected. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So you now begin to see why the enemy is after this. The people that call themselves feminists. Have you, have you thought about it? Why is it that the moment you just mention submission, people are angry? And if you know anything about Satan, he doesn't fight useless battles. And you can learn that from him. He doesn't go for anything that is not profitable. He goes for, he goes for the core. Amen. He doesn't fight you on the surface. He goes for the juggler. That's why you have to go for his own, his juggler too. Amen. You know, don't, don't be like all those, I'm, I'm sorry, don't be like all those, and it's your bad people that do that thing a lot. They say they will fight, 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 you're waiting 20 minutes, no punch. Amen. If you want to slap somebody, slap the person. Hallelujah. If you want to punch somebody, punch the person. Amen. I don't watch too many movies, but I can't remember this, there's one movie, it's an old, it's an old movie. The guy had a gun and he was still playing, playing with the gun. I think he was saying he would shoot the next person. And the man just said, now let me show you when you have a gun, let me show you what to do. Collected the gun and shot him. <laughs> Amen. It's a classical, it's a classical movie. I can't remember the, the name. Hallelujah. So Satan goes for the juggler. So, when you see all of the attack on submission, is trying to take off the divine root of, of that thing. We're talking about essence yesterday. When you remove the essence of something, what is left? It's just shaft. There's nothing, there's nothing there. Amen. So, Submission to be, should be something that you are comfortable with. Amen. Amen. It should be something that your soul is comfortable with. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we've talked about this. Finally, before we now zero in on the, the following and then we'll pick up the, the submission thought. So there is a place where the grace of God can constantly come to us. Amen. None of us here should be lacking in grace. None of us here. It says grace abounded much more. And the picture coming to my mind is you just, you, you, when you are standing under the shower and that water is just Just touching your head. You know you can be there for hours. Like practically speaking. Some people don't like to leave the shower. Especially if you are receiving songs. If God is talking to you. Why do you want to leave? Amen. Sometimes like when you just leave. The whole thing just just ceases. Amen. So that's the picture. And that kind of life is, is beautiful. 
another thing about grace is that the Bible says simple scriptures that many people don't pay attention to. It says God resists the proud and said he, he gives grace to the humble. Anything that can give you grace. Is it not common sense to subscribe to it? Sorry, anything that can give you more grace. Is it not common sense to subscribe to it? So, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. This is so important that you read it at least two times in in the New Testament. You read it in Peter, you read it in James. I'm not too sure if it's in any, but those two places, you will read it there. Amen. Amen. So that tells me that it's like, it's a pattern. Amen. God gives grace to the humble. Peter said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he might do what? Exalt you. Amen. Amen. Don't exalt yourself. Don't allow your ego make you to exalt yourself because these are the, these are some of the reasons why we don't follow as we should amen. amen do you understand this why we don't follow as we should you have a sense of importance that i don't know where you where you got it from amen but that sense of importance it is robbing you of Divine things coming your way. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So now let's, let's zero in very well. So I began to tell us about, um, following. I told us that the, our day is making certain demands on us. And one of those demands is that you have to be someone that is following the way that God will have you follow. Amen. Amen. By now, I'm sure we all agree that God, God is wiser than us. Yes. In fact, that's even hyping us. Because if you say you're wi- if you say wiser, it means you have some. Amen. Amen. But let's just, let's just give that Let's just give ourselves. Let's, we have some, we have some wisdom. But God is wiser than us. God's way is better. We all agree. Again, that is hyping us because you don't even know you. You don't even have a way. You don't even know your way. Amen. I've told you before, the whole issue about sin is man missing his way. Amen. In James, the Bible says, if you restore a sinner from the error of his way. Amen. So you really don't have a way. But let's just give that. God's way is better. And one of the ways that God has ordained for us to constantly be in a place where we're receiving divine things is the people that we follow. And then not just the people that we follow, how we follow them. Amen. Amen. Because there's still a, when you, you look at many people, there's still a gap. There's still a huge gap here 
many people don't really know how to follow the people that God has ordained for them to follow. And you need to quickly sort that out because you might get stuck. You might just get stuck or you might just run out of steam quicker than you than you imagined. Amen. So we have to follow. I The other time I told us about one of the elements of following is the path. And now today we want to pick another element, which is submission. Amen. Amen. A lot of people, maybe they, they, they just assume that they, they understand what submission is. But they really, they really don't understand. You know, I was telling, I began this conversation by telling us that God doesn't have his way automatically. Pastors too don't, when I say pastors don't have their way, of course, in the connection to God. Do you know how many people say they are following somebody, but you cannot instruct them? You can't tell them what to do. They are angry. Amen. So the question now is, who is following who now? Amen. Do you understand this? Who is following who now? And then you begin to hear statements like, that pastor just wants to control my life. You are already relating with demons if you are making those kind of those kind of statements. Hallelujah. So submission is powerful. Submission is beautiful. Don't allow the enemy rob you of of this glorious provision that God has made. In Ephesians chapter 5, the popular one that feminists are angry let me stay here first. At least this one is not talking about marriage. So just in case you're angry, you will not see me. Amen. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. It's a whole, it's a whole system. Amen. It's not for ego tripping. It's a way that divine things are transmitted or transported best in this atmosphere. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. And that's how you should begin to, to look at, to look at submission. Amen. Oh, somebody says, oh, if, if, if pastor tells me what to do, what if he's wrong? One of the things a lot of people don't realize about submission, and that's why all those people that anybody they meet today say, is my son, is my daughter. You should avoid those kind of people because there's a void in the soul that they just want to, they just want to, um, validate. Anybody you submit to, the way God sees it, 
when you obey who you are submitting to, let's just say that decision is wrong. God will not hold you. Amen. It is that person that God will hold. This is one of the cheapest ways you can live your life and enjoy your life. If someone prophesies to you, says God said, God did not say, God will hold him. He won't hold you. Amen. But because we have this desire to be something, so you want to investigate everything. You won't go far like that. Amen. Let us submit. Let us follow without reservation. Amen. One thing is guaranteed. You will be a custodian of divine things. Whatever is divine. You understand? Whatever that person you are following has, somehow it will come on you and you will be somebody that is fit for the kingdom. You will be very, very useful in the hands of God. So let your heart, let your soul be comfortable with submission. Why is it that the moment we mention submission, immediately we think about control? You see the enemy, there's an enemy somewhere. There are devils here. They know what this thing can unlock, what it can unleash. And the enemy is, the enemy is fighting it. I remember listening to a very senior pastor and he was talking about one of the people submitted to him in a very top position in the country, I think in the military or so. And he was a Christian. And you know the politics that they play at that level. And then they were going to move him. And the implication of that movement, and the implication of that movement was going to have, um, was going to affect the church. So he said his wife, his wife told him that this is what is happening, that he should use his contact, whatever, to ensure that that doesn't happen. Please stay, I'm going somewhere. And then he said he tried, made, did what he could do with the access that God had given him. They were still going to move him. And then he said his wife wouldn't let him rest. His wife said, I know you have tried. Try some more. He said, what type of problem is this? You know when your wife is at your case? And then he continued. And somehow, uh, God helped him. He was able to ensure that they didn't move him. And then he, he made a statement. He said, the reason that that was possible, he said, this is somebody, he used, he, he went very extreme. He says, this person, if I tell him to eat sand, he will eat it. Amen. And that was why that was, that was possible. But you, you are always having your way. Amen. It's so bad that some of us, pastor tells us, come, I want you in church a certain time. 
That's the day you will come late. That's the day you will have um, wardrobe malfunction. Amen. I just want us to see that this thing is beyond following somebody is beyond what you say. And you need to appreciate this because if Pizak brought it home again in a very beautiful way some weeks ago. He says many times you need to appreciate and this will help you to really calm down. You need to appreciate the fact that many times the mouth is faster than the heart. Do you understand this? So, that's why I want to encourage you. Anything you are doing and you feel that some people should be part of it and they are not responding, don't trouble them. Amen. Some people, some people need time. And many times those people, when they eventually come on board, they will be more useful than the people that said, let's go from, from the onset. There are three kinds of people. There are people that you are doing something, they are there from the beginning and they stay the course. Those ones are few. They are fewer. Most people are in the category of Ginger from the initial stage, but when you turn your back, you don't see anybody. And then some very slow, they look like very terrible people, but when they come, in fact, you'll be the one begging them to, to calm down. Amen. So the mouth many times is faster than the heart. And for many people, the major, the major, how they, how they think they are following somebody is by the things that they are saying. And it can be very, very deceptive. You understand? Even Jesus had this issue. He says, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Amen. So, Taking the divinely ordered place in a relationship. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. It's like God tells you, this is your seat. And then from this seat, you would operate. You would do everything that God will have you do. But you say, no, I don't want to sit here. I want to sit where Pastor Zach is sitting. Who are you following? Who are you looking like? Do you understand this? So you see this, so you now begin to see why Paul was telling them, let no man think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Amen. Amen. Don't hype yourself to a point where all of us Say all of us are now on the same, on the same level. We are all men of God. That's the most, that's one of the most reckless statements that anybody, anybody can make. Especially when it's coming from someone that is supposed to be a child of God. 
Because in your office, you know that you are not equal. In your office. Amen. You are not collecting the same salary. Hallelujah. It's clear. But why is it that people are just, people just refuse to, to have sense? Amen. This feminist now, one of the things they are pushing now is, um, partnership. And it sounds okay. You understand? The man, the, I'm a partner with my wife, I'm a partner with my husband, and all that. But you, you must come to a point where words, right words, in this time we're living in, right words are not enough. It's the spirit behind the words. So if there is a wrong spirit, is there anything wrong with partnership? Is it not the will of God for partnership? But the spirit is wrong. And if the spirit is wrong, every it has a way of coloring everything. You understand? To the pure, all things are pure. Why? The spirit. The spirit is pure. But to the unbelieving and defiled, nothing is pure. It's about... It's about the spirit. Amen. Amen. So what is it about? I don't know if you are thinking the wrong thing. What is it about submission that makes all of us so uncomfortable? That's what I want to dig out. Because I know that there is something there for me. There is a portion that the enemy wants to cut you off from. And it won't be God's fault. Because this is the way that he has ordained for that thing to get to you. Or for that thing to pass through you. So you see, submission is bigger than somebody trying to control you. Amen. It is first of all divine. So God is telling you. If you say you love me, then one of the ways you s- I will know you love me is to follow this person. All of us, we need to perfect our following game. Amen. Amen. We need to bridge. We need to bridge the gap. Amen. Don't follow. One of the things you must settle after your salvation is the even in following Jesus there are different ways people follow Jesus there are different attitudes that people employ to follow Jesus you need to if you haven't done that you need to decide the attitude with which you will follow Jesus the attitude with which you will follow his servants your pastor how will you follow your pastor? Amen. So many times when we say things like, your pastor is not first of all your friend. It's not that he's a very wicked 
person. It's not that he doesn't want to make you his friend. But you are saying that the weight of that, of the, the divine content is more important than that friendship. So, if you get that divine content, if there is still room and space for friendship, glory be to God. But if there is no room for that, at least you have the divine content. Do you understand this? But many people just go for friendship first. What is that friendship doing for you? In your life presently now, how many friends do you have? Amen. Amen. One of the ways you know is that when you are in a crisis, you have 1,000 people on your phone. To call one person is is difficult. Amen. Amen. So I must thank God for a community like this. You don't need too many useless, so many useless people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Has it ever happened to you before? Maybe you refuse to believe God and then you are scrolling through your phone. I need 50k now. And then you scroll from A to Z. Not one person can give you that 50k. Amen. You see that your contact is, is useless. And then some people say, I need to change, I need to change my friends. And then in changing that, they begin to get into all kinds of, of useless things. So, whenever we mention submission, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in how we relate to one another, there is a divine, divine content. Taking the divinely ordered place. And that's why I, I talked about, I, went through romance, we looked at being proud. This is why it is so dangerous to fight a man of God, to fight for positions in the house of God. What you are inadvertently saying is that you know better than God. And God will reply you at the right time. And you don't want God to to reply you. Amen. You know there are there are houses like that where they don't allow the man of God rest. Maybe someone feels he has more revelation. Amen. We're not here because if we even go by that analogy, uh, I don't think I've not yet seen anybody here that can preach mother. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, is there anyone here? Let's give it the mic. For five minutes, just do it. Five minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. You understand? But there are people that feel they can preach. There, there, there are people that feel they are better than God's choice. God's ordination. And that is the height of pride. And you are cut off from grace. And that flow of divine things is not flowing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why we're saying cut your, cut your ego. Trim your ego. Amen. 
There are people, this feeling that you are better than somebody, it's not God that put it there. Amen. There are people that choose pastors based on their, on their ego. Some people, some people are compelled to submit because that is the person that goes with their ego. That is the person that their ego can, can allow. But it's not always necessarily God's choice for you. So you see that submission is huge. It is big. And anybody that is still arguing about how they should submit, just pray for them. They are under, under attack. Because when we talk about a commanded life, the commands don't always come vertically. Amen. Most times a man will say, do this, do this, and it is God that is saying that. And if you've not perfected this, you will struggle. You understand? You will struggle. Think about it. What is the point of saying you are following somebody and that person can't tell you what to do? Do you know how many homes pastors cannot, maybe they're having marital crisis, pastor cannot say do this, do this. Some will even insult the pastor outrightly. Amen. Or someone say, Pastor, we have heard you. <laughs> but you know they've not heard you. Amen. Amen. But if we're serious, if it's, if it's kingdom, we should be able to. Amen. Amen. Do you know how many people have married second wives and third wives in the house of God? And the pastors can't, because maybe they feel that they are they are the ones bringing in all the money and, and all of that. Thank God for this house. There's nobody bigger. There's nobody bigger than the house. Amen. There's nobody bringing so much money that we cannot drive away at any time. See? Amen. Hallelujah. And that looks, that looks more like God than all these weak things that we're seeing all over the place. So submission is powerful. Fall in love with it again. Amen. 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 Submit to your pastor. Renew. Let God renew your mind. Let God texture your heart. Be somebody that is submitted. Amen. Amen. Whatever you call yourself. Apostle, whatever, submit. You are more useful that way. You are more beautiful that way. Amen. Don't allow the enemy rob you of that divine essence. Whoever you say you are following, make sure that you are truly submitted to that person. Hallelujah. Amen. Our fathers understand this 
revelation better, better than us. But we have to, we have to, we have to come back to this. Hallelujah. How many of us know um, the great psalmist uh, Ron Kennelly? Not all of us. So I'm, I'm just some of us don't don't know him. Not too many people know that when he was already big, he had a pastor. Amen. Amen. And where it doesn't matter wherever he is. In the world, the, the name of his pastor is is Dick Bernal. You can you can research you can research that Dick Bernal. That's his pastor. I don't know if he's, I, I don't know if he's still alive. Small church like this in California. I don't know if they're up to. I'm not sure they're up to 300. Amen. But wherever he is, every Sunday he would he must be in church because he was in the choir. Amen. It was already big, but every Sunday he would he would be he would be in church. Before he goes anywhere, he would take permission from the pastor. Can I go? Pastor would say, "Go." Sometimes say, "Don't go," and all that. And that was the kind of that was the kind of relationship that they were having. Ora Roberts. Not too many people know that he had a pastor as well. Again, very small church, but he was submitted to that man. Submission is powerful. Amen. Because I don't even know why we are saying some of these things, but the way that God is leading us, you are going to need some. You know, some people just get to a point, they just feel, ah, I'm bigger than this man. This is my pastor now. What is it, Sam? What is it? Every time, do this, do this, do this. I'm bigger than him. Amen. Or the one that most of us don't, don't like. How many, now let's make this as practical as possible. How many of us have ever told Pizak something? Maybe you're expecting him to give you a word now. Or at least the man of God is very busy. We are planning to Plant church in Igondo. We have meeting upper week. At least max two weeks. It will come back to me with the word of the Lord. Amen. One month has gone. Two months has gone. Three months has gone. He's still. Sometimes even though it might do as if he didn't see. He didn't see your message. Amen. And then you are boiling. You're angry. What is this now? What kind of... What type of papi is this? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what type of... What type of papi is this? My life is... is scattering. Amen. And he's just doing as if... He didn't see me. Or you bring a sister... So this is the person God has there, and you know the famous cancel waits. <laughs> Amen. And sometimes that wait can be 
even a year. Or he says, I don't, I don't think you're ready, I don't think you're ready to, for this relationship, blah, 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 blah. But the end of that thing is that you cannot, the end of that conversation is that you cannot proceed. Amen. You know, some people get angry at that point. These are some of the practical ways that you know that you are submitted to somebody. Amen. It's not because the mouth speaks faster than the heart. And you don't feel that you are losing. You don't feel that, that he's taking advantage of you. Amen. You are still completely assured of his best interest for you. Amen. Regardless of how it is looking. The enemy will test us here. Amen. And I pray that when that time comes, you will not fail. These are the practical ways. You see, one of the, I don't know about you, one of the things I love about following Jesus, it is very, very practical. There is nothing high up there. You can measure everything. If you say you are following somebody, we will know. Amen. Beyond what you say. Hallelujah. That's why you don't, you don't have to, and this one is very, very tragic. You don't have to, I'm telling you, you, you really don't have to be close to anybody to get the divine, the divine content. Many men of God would tell you that the people that have the most fruit from their lives are not necessarily the people they see all the time. Amen. Amen. I don't know why it's like that, but it's just like that. And you have to ensure, at least in your own life, that it's not like that. Amen. Amen. Look at all of us that are here. You are not really here by your own doing. God has ordered your steps here. Life has ordered your steps here. You understand? So, the solution now is not to say, I want to be far. You understand? You are already close. So, you can't now say, I want to be far. That wanting to be far can take you out again. You are already here. But we're saying whether you are close or far, make the most of what God has brought to you. Eh? Don't just say, I'm, I'm following. And, you, and your heart, your heart is not following. Amen. Amen. One of the ways that you will know you are following Pastor Zach, of course, if you are, just in case you're angry, why is Pastor Zach, Pastor Zach, there is the lead pastor. A lead means the person in front. Is the, <laughs> is the face of the ministry. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why I'm mentioning Pastor Zach. One of the ways you will know you are following Pastor Zach, we're all different, but the, the same spirit that is on him, it will be 
on you. In your own expression. Do you understand this? That's one of the practical ways that you will know you are following. You, you can't follow him if you, if you can't, for example, if you followed him, if you say you have followed him for some time now, and then you are still saying, well, what is wrong with comedy in the house of God? <laughs> Who have you been following? Amen. Do you understand this? That's just a practical example. And he, he doesn't really have to explain. If you've, if you've really followed him on Port Bain and in real life, you will know <laughs> what is wrong with comedy in the house of God. Yeah. Do you understand this? So it's not enough to say you are following somebody. Make sure that your heart is submitted. Trust God to remove everything that is not allowing you submit the way that God will have you, the way that God will have you submit. Do you understand this? Don't allow your flesh. Your flesh will fight you in this area, but you have grace. You understand this? You have grace. So would anchor this here. Have you been blessed? So we'll pick this up some other time. The following thing is very full, but it's one of the ways that your life will be good. Nigeria is not really your problem. Your problem is that you are not following the way that you should follow. God bless you. Amen.